Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. You know those things you're too embarrassed to talk about when it comes to dating? Like when to say I love you, how to define the relationship. Well, We Met at Acme touches upon all of those subjects and more, and we get right into it with our guests and talk about their dating lives and also what not to do when it comes to dating because we're all kind of confused together. So you can tune in every Sunday to We Met at Acme and maybe you can learn a thing or two while I learn a thing or two. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey guys, welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm Carlene Higgins, and I'm here with my co-host, Jill Dunn. Hi, Jill. Hey, Carlene, and happy September, beauty fam. We are yeah. ready for the fall. I guess we are. Anyway, ready um, for those sweaters, <laughs> a sweater season. If you guys are just tuning into Breaking Beauty for the first time, welcome. Our show is all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. And today we are sitting down with a fellow beauty podcaster, Brooke DeVard, host of Naked Beauty Podcast. And Carlene, you and I were talking about how Brooke really is breakthrough because her show, she's an OG beauty podcaster, right? Yeah, she started her show Naked Beauty back in 2016, a handful of months before us. And got to give her props, Naked Beauty was nominated for this year's iHeartRadio Podcast Awards in the fashion and beauty categories. So beauty girls to beauty girls, you know this is going to be a great episode. And today is really a damn good special. You know, we do our monthly damn goods episodes and they're all about honest reviews and products that will work. And we Mm -hmm. wanted to do this DIY special because it really is a time to reset. A lot of people are asking for these at-home treatments. And frankly, Brooke is the go-to girl for it. So we have all of her insights for this episode. And on Naked Beauty podcast that dropped earlier this week, you and I, Jill, we talked about our favorite clean beauty products that are basically dupes of some of our favorite conventional beauty products. So a dupe for P50, who would have thunk it, Mm -hmm. Um, but we found one. Yeah. So that's a pod swap. Check it out. We'll link to that in our show notes for sure. So what I love about Brooke's podcast, if you guys aren't familiar with it, is that not only is she a woman of color, but she also profiles a lot of women of color. And she 
really gets so in-depth and her guests get so candid. It can be industry insiders in the beauty biz, Mm -hmm. but it's often just inspiring women in Brooke's orbit in New York that she brings on the show. And I find that you just walk away feeling like you've learned so much. And I, you really are feeling like you're eavesdropping on girlfriends when you, when you hear her do her interviews, they're just conversations. And her voice is like, butter. It's so soothing. Yeah, absolutely. But I would say that she's starting to get these high caliber guests as well. I know she had Gabrielle Union on the show recently and also the Emmy nominated makeup artist for Euphoria, right? Yes. I listened to that one. It was with Donnie Davey and she really was the mastermind behind all of the Euphoria makeup looks. And I was enthralled with their discussion just about her artistic process and how culturally significant that show was. Even like Mm -hmm. it impacted every single runway around the world. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. And Brooke is also product marketing manager at Instagram full-time. I can't even imagine how she gets out a weekly podcast and solo. (laughs) Honestly, kudos. And she's Um, a mom-to-be. Gosh. I know. I know. She's about to pop. She once was a teen model. She also worked in fashion and she has great style. She probably gets like chased by those street style paps around New York. And a point of difference I'd say about her beauty podcast is that she personally is just really passionate about all natural beauty and DIY beauty, hence the name of her show, Naked Beauty Podcast. Today, Brooke is going to share some of her best damn good beauty DIY secrets. So this is all stuff you guys can make at home from face oils to body scrubs to hair masks and even a fine fragrance. And all the details on the recipes we discuss will be posted on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com slash blog. Here she is, Brooke DeVard. So for anyone who hasn't tuned into your show yet, tell us how you describe Naked Beauty Podcast in a nutshell. Yeah. So Naked Beauty, I started it three years ago. And at the time, I just couldn't find any podcasts speaking to women about their approach to beauty and self-care. There were a few shows kind of with founders of beauty lines or maybe reviewing beauty products, but I couldn't find any just like down to earth conversations with interesting women about how they think about beauty, how they think about self-care, how they think about wellness. And Mm -hmm. on the flip side, I was listening to all of these shows hosted by men like Mark Marin and Joe Rogan. And they would just be like kicking it in their garage, having these long form conversations, you know, just talking about the things they were interested in. And I loved Into the Gloss, you know, like the top shelf interviews. I could read Mm -hmm. a million of those a day. And I thought it would be so cool to do a show where I just talk to women I admire about their approach to beauty, whether they were in business, whether they were dancers, whether they were influencers, entrepreneurs, like whatever their background was, I wanted to have honest conversations about beauty and have it be really centered on like what's worked for them, um, what they've learned in the experience of kind of caring for themselves, developing their self-expression, developing what their signature look is. So yeah, yeah, I just kind of like took it from there. Love it. The talking top shelf. I love it. And yes. and you have a day job as well on top of doing a weekly podcast. You work yes. at Instagram full time. Is that right? Tell us yes. what you do there. Yeah. So I'm a product marketing manager at Instagram, which is really fun. And I get to work on a lot of our video products. So I'm so excited that Reels has just come out. That was a really big one. But I'm actually on maternity leave as of uh, two days ago. So ah, Oh, yeah. Yes. And congrats. We didn't Thank officially you. say congrats. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. I know. How I, far I, along I, are you now? 
Oh gosh, um, 35 weeks, I believe. 35 or oh 36 gosh. weeks. I, I, I lose track of the weeks. Yeah, getting oh. there. Oh yeah. my goodness. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And so you do, like, we can't believe that you do a weekly podcast by yourself because as podcasters ourselves, we know how much time and effort goes into it. And there's two of us. So what's been one of your favorite conversations on the pod and and why did it resonate so deeply with you? We know that you had Gabrielle Union on the show and I listened to your show. I feel like you manifested that to happen. <laughs> Yeah, she was great. She was great. She spoke so transparently about all of the things she's learned as a mother, um, like raising Zaya, um, who's trans, and just realizing that we have so many like kind of preset ideas about gender and how you should present as a man or a woman and how she had to kind of unlearn a lot of that, but then also raising her own daughter, Kavya, and what beauty things she wanted to pass down to her. And Gabrielle Union is just like a beauty icon as well. So I was excited to yeah. talk to her about her approach to self-care. But even in having that conversation with her about gender identity, it encouraged me to basically rerun an older episode I did in 2018 with a friend of mine who identifies as trans. Um, she's a model and an activist. But I think that one of the things that's so important for us as women who have these podcasts is to make sure that we're getting lots of intersectional identities on our platforms and hearing from different types of people. And I realized that I don't know if I've been doing enough to make sure that people of various backgrounds are having a voice on my platform. So I was excited to share those two most recent episodes. But I, it's hard to pick. You guys know as podcasters, it's like you love all of your guests. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to pick favorites. I know. Every episode's a baby in a way. Exactly. Yeah. And was there one that just made your DMs blow up though? I interviewed this singer named Kirby and people just absolutely loved every... She talked a lot about self-love and how she's evolved and so many people related to that. I think... Um, people that had gone through painful breakups or people that had just really struggled with making positive affirmations and changing their mindset. And she spoke about it so beautifully and transparently. And she was funny also. So that was one that I got a lot of response from. Yeah. It's awesome. And I know another, you know, thing listening to your show that you yourself are really into natural beauty and yes. DIY uh, beauty, yes. like your make your own concoctions. And we're going to have you share some of your recipes on our show, but tell us how your personal beauty routine has changed or are you doing anything differently as a mom-to-be? Oh, that's an interesting question. So one thing I'm doing differently as a mom-to-be is not using all of my favorite acids and retinols because you can't mm. do that. And it's been so interesting because I think I was like nervous about stopping, you know, all of these things because I was like, my, this is what I need for my skin to glow. And I've kind of realized that my skin's just fine and I don't need all of those things. Um, yeah. So that's been really eye-opening, how kind of doing less. And I talk to so many dermatologists. Every time I have a dermatologist on the show, they're like, everyone's doing too much. And mm -hmm. everyone who comes into my office has inflammation issues because they're just layering on too many products and serums and they're disrupting their you know, skin barrier. So yeah. it's been an interesting lesson for me in doing less in this pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. of course, of course, it's really nice to use natural products on your body while you're pregnant. So making my own body scrubs and body oils has been so rewarding. I think the flip side is when you're pregnant, you don't have as much energy, which is just reality. <laughs> um, and I feel you know, very privileged that brands send me lots of products, as I'm sure you guys get sent tons of products. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I got out of the habit of making a lot of my own stuff because I just had so much stuff that people were sending me. And a lot yeah. of it, 
great stuff, like natural, mm-hmm. organic. Like I'd look at the back and be like, this is something I would make you know, for myself. No chemicals or dyes or fragrances. I think the challenge has been finding the energy and motivation to continue with my DIY practice in pregnancy. But every time I do it, I'm so grateful that I do. Yeah. It must be relaxing too, right? Yeah. It's like cooking. Yeah. Totally. How did you get into doing that? Was it always a passion for you? It's a great question. I went natural with my hair. Are you guys familiar with what going natural means? Like when black Mm -hmm. women say they went natural. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I went natural. I stopped wearing relaxer in my hair and I just had to kind of like learn and figure out how to do my hair, you know, from scratch. And I found all of these amazing like blogs and forums and YouTube videos. There was a site that was really popular called Curly Nikki at the time. And she would be doing these like yoga, not yoga, yogurt face masks and henna face masks and, you know, putting raw honey in her hair and, you know, melting down shea butter. And that's when I started, okay, let me try to figure out how to do my hair. So I would do these at home DIY hair treatments and I would see the results. And then sometimes I would just, you know, go down to the local drugstore and buy something off the shelf. And I was so disappointed. I was like, this doesn't make my hair feel the way, you know, the shea butter mask that I made did. And that's when I kind of realized, oh yeah, if you look at the back of the hair mask on the aisle, shea butter is like the sixth ingredient versus if you melt it down at home and put it into your hair, that all of those nutrients are getting directly to the source. So it was for me, it started with my hair. And then I just applied that same logic to my skin, right? So if I can do all these great things to make my hair thrive using natural ingredients, then I should take the same approach to my skin. And that's when I started making my own facial oils, getting really into double cleansing. It kind of just grew from there. So did you say you make your own shea butter or you just use it to make masks? Yeah. So I'll I'll take raw shea butter and melt it down. um, And then you can add that into any hair mask. Or if you want to make whipped shea butter, you basically just melt down raw shea butter and then you add in different oils. So you can add avocado oil, grapeseed oil, olive oil. You let it cool in the refrigerator for like about an hour. And then you take like a the same type of like whip that you would use if you were like baking cookies. And you just like whip up that cold shea butter mixture and it becomes this like frothy amazing whipped shea butter. So satisfying. It's just great. hearing about it. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And so great. where do you source your ingredients? Because like, I know we're going to get into, you're going to share some of your recipes with us, but you know, so is it primarily like essential oils and like, what are some of these raw ingredients and where do you source them so that they're good quality? That's a great question. I think, so some of them I do get from Amazon, but Amazon, you just have to be really careful and read a lot of reviews and make sure that you're getting, you know, cold pressed organic oils. Um, But my favorite supplier is Mountain Rose Herbs. They, I've tried a few different ones and I think they just have the most fantastic quality. You can buy in bulk. I think they're a very like mission driven company. They care about sustainable beauty. So I love Mountain Rose Herbs. And then for essential oil, like I love essential oils. One of my favorite things to do is after I've made a body oil or whipped shea butter is adding in all the scents because that's when like your personality comes through, right? So you can add tangerine with sandalwood or you can add, I love these really like earthy scents like clary sage that are just like so grounding, but Mm -hmm. then pairing that with something that's like a bit more citrusy, like a grapefruit. I also am someone who loves fragrance as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're kind of like developing your own fragrance for the exact texture that you want. That's like when you get into your 
your mad scientist mode. Speaking of oils, um, we want to get some of your recipes. And we're going to list all of these over on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. So the first thing that comes to mind is face and body oils. Tell everybody what goes into that. So curious what you do. Yeah. Well, and also I'm I'm very conscious that people are listening to this on a podcast. So I won't get into like measurements and stuff. Yes. You can, okay. can find all of that on the blog, but I'll just talk yeah. about the principles. Yeah. Yes. It. For body oils, I think it's really about finding a good base oil and then figuring mm-hmm. out what you want to add from there. So mm-hmm. in terms of base oils, I like for body oils. I love sweet almond oil. It has a lot of natural zinc in it, a lot of vitamin E, a lot of vitamin A. Sweet almond oil is like really nourishing for your skin. And it's Mm -hmm. not, some oils can be so expensive. Sweet almond oil is on like the more reasonable side. The other oil that I love as a base for body oils is grapeseed oil. Grapeseed Mm -hmm. oil is just like a gorgeous oil in general. And what I like about these two is they're very lightweight. They absorb into your skin entirely. They don't sit on top of your skin. They don't leave you feeling greasy. So once you get out of the shower, once you put these oils on, your skin basically drinks them up and you don't have to worry about like being an oil slick all day. So mm-hmm. for body oils, I love sweet almond oil and grapeseed oil as my base oils. And then what I normally do is like I'll add in like a fun bonus oil. So because I just have a bunch of stuff lying around. So I love adding <laughs> pumpkin seed oil in the winter because it's really nourishing and rich and again has so many nutrients in it. Or you could add jojoba oil. Jojoba oil is just gorgeous in pretty much everything. Um, And then so I try to do three oils in every single body oil because I also just feel like it makes the texture more rich and then you get the benefits of each of those oils. Avocado oil is also gorgeous in a body oil. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'll start. And then as I mentioned before, the fun part comes in when you add in the essential oils. So I try to think about like, when am I using this? Is this like a nighttime body oil that I'm doing? If so, I'll go for more calming scents, like again, lavender. But if it's like a daytime oil or something that I want to be really invigorating, I'll do more citrus or maybe more mints. And so I'll add that in. With essential oils, you just have to be careful and, and kind of dilute it to the appropriate size of like the bottle that you're making. So you don't want to have, you know, 40 drops of essential oil mm-hmm. um, in a small little container because essential <laughs> oils are powerful. Yeah. Um, and I'm yeah, learning, they can burn the skin, right? They can totally burn your skin. Um, I'm learning more as, again, as I get closer to my due date, they can like start labor. So I have to be very careful <laughs> wow. about the essential oils that I use. Um, and then also there's price point. So there are two essential oils and I usually save these for fragrances because they're so expensive, but um, rose absolute oil, like if you want to get pure rose oil, like it smells amazing, but it's so expensive. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll usually save that for if I'm making a fragrance. And then another oil that I'm obsessed with is Palo Santo oil. You guys know mm-hmm. like those Palo Santo. Oh yeah, so everybody's good. talking about Palo Santo right now. I feel like are they? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think so. Does it it's bring great. Zen? I think everyone's just like lighting it this summer. Yeah, I feel like I I've, I've been using it for a while, and it's it goes back to like ancient Native American traditions. Like people have used Palo Santo oil as this like kind of grounding, healing oil and scent for a really long time. It's, you know, it's wood that people burn. Essential oil that's derived from Palo Santo is just like, it smells incredible. So if I want to treat myself, I'll add that to my body oil. Um, yeah. So yeah, nice. so that's the body oil. And it's just, I, I haven't worn a commercial lotion in I don't know how long. It's just not the same. Yeah. And is it different for face? Like, do you need to do anything differently? Oh, yes. So, (laughs) you know what? I think for your face, 
your the skin on your face versus the skin on your body is really different. So like I wouldn't put sweet almond oil on my face. Some people do and have mm. no problems. Um, grapeseed oil is pretty non-irritating for your face. Um, but when mm. it comes to facial oils, I really like jojoba oil. That's one that I just like recommend to everyone, especially if you're like slowly getting into what oils to put on your face. I think jojoba oil is a great place to start. Argan oil is great for your skin. And then it's interesting. People have such mixed results with rosehip oil. Some people Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. rosehip oil on their face and never have an issue. Some people break out really badly. Some people love evening primrose oil. Some people it makes them break out because it just depends on like your skin and your hormones. So that's why I always recommend kind of like patch testing, but then also looking up these oils and seeing which ones are be- like, I've read tons of books at this point about what works for dry skin versus oily skin versus sensitive skin. So you mm-hmm. kind of have to find the right oils your skin likes. But I think a good starting point is if you have a, a facial oil that you buy all the time, like I remember there were two facial, like I, the Vintner's daughter, I tried to recreate and I realized that it was grapeseed oil based. So I was like, let me just start with like a grapeseed oil base and, and take it from there. And then Living Libations, do you guys know that brand? Yeah, they're from our, or they're from Toronto. Oh, they're they right are? on the corner. Yes. Yeah. Awesome, awesome brand. They had this gorgeous like sea buckthorn oil. Mm-hmm. oil. So I bought sea buckthorn oil um, and then I started just mixing it with a hoba. And that's when I was like, oh, my skin. Once you have a facial oil that you really love, like turn it around, see what's on the label, see what like the first three ingredients are. And if your skin's loving it from that brand, your skin will love it when you make it for yourself as well. Yeah. Cool. And what are the books? You mentioned you lo- you can look up some of these ingredients and in books. Do you oh, have yeah. any? Specifics? I have like a full library. <laughs> um, I feel so bad. I can't, re- I, like, I don't know any of the names of the yeah. books. One's about Ayurvedic okay. beauty. Any local library, even like used bookstores, they're always so inexpensive. Like no one cares about these natural beauty books. <laughs> <laughs> Take advantage of the fact that there's not a lot of demand for them. They're like, you yeah. know, always like less than $10. Um, yeah. And if you used, but they have great recipes and it's a great way to kind of learn what each yeah. ingredient does for your skin. What's going through my mind right now, Brooke, as you're talking is like this, I, I'm picturing your friends asking you to do it for them. Like, I feel like this is how brands start. That could be a road that I went down. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I work in tech. Or fortunately, you know, I, I love my job. Um, and this, it's just a hobby. Um, I think once it stops, I could imagine it becoming like a full-time business, but that just seems so stressful to me. Yeah, yeah. Fair. it would like, take over like your cooking. life. It's like cooking, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah. Versus having a company that makes food and is like, you know, sold at every Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what about face masks? Have you ventured there? My holy grail face mask is a turmeric, yogurt, and honey face mask. It's just so good for hyperpigmentation, for evening skin tone, for brightening skin. It's actually the logo for my podcast. There's some, you know, glitter laid over it for graphic effect, but I love a turmeric face mask. It's one of the first face masks that I really learned how to do. You have to be careful with it because turmeric does stain. So you've mm-hmm. got to like lay down lots of like newspaper, but I like paint it on with like just an old, it's actually literally a small paintbrush that I use. You leave it on for about 20 minutes until it starts to tighten and rinse it off. And I love it because the results are pretty instant. Like you just immediately feel so glowy. And turmeric is yeah. just a great ingredient. It's anti-inflammatory. It's been proven to fade dark spots and discoloration. So it's one of those treatments that you can do like two times a week. And after about a month, you should see if you have any acne marks or scarring, those start to fade. I love that you have like the actual, not clinicals, but it's like, you're like after 30 days. <laughs> like, yeah, that's you, important. You know, yeah. 
I have to ask you while we're just discussing this, have you ever had any like DIY gone wrong? Because there's a lot of experimentation going on. Of course. Do you have a do you have a story about that? I experimented with baking soda early on. A lot of people were doing like baking soda hair masks or baking soda scrubs for their skin. And it's just way too harsh of an ingredient for me. Like it's just I I don't want to say I like burned my skin doing it, but like my skin was not happy afterwards. Yeah. Um, another mistake I've made, I've done an avocado hair mask and I just mashed the avocado and I added honey. Now I know the best, if you want to do an avocado hair mask, the best thing you can do is put the avocado and honey and then add conditioner, like store-bought conditioner into a blender. So it becomes okay. like a smooth... Like emulsified smoothie. Yes. And then you use that for your hair, but... When I first did it, I think I just like mashed up an avocado and some honey and just like the chunk, the honey and the stickiness and with my naturally curly hair. And it was a disaster and it took so long to rinse out. So that was, you know, learning the hard way. I, oh gosh, also my husband will tell you, he's like, he like forbade me from like, he was like, stop mixing this crap and using our shower because <laughs> we had like the worst work, like our our shower got so clogged because I did the coffee scrub. You have to be so careful with like ground coffee um, or even like things with dried petals because once water hits them, they expand. Yeah. So I've had some shower disasters as well. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about body scrubs. I have heard a lot of people using coffee grinds. Yes. I haven't since my disaster. I now just do sugar or like sea salt based body scrubs, but I love making body scrubs. And it's so interesting. If you pick up any body scrub like over the counter, like one, they're very expensive. Mm -hmm. And the more you realize what's in them, like they really can't justify these prices. Fresh makes some beautiful body scrubs. I mean, lots Mm -hmm. of brands make nice body scrubs, but they're just so easy to recreate at home. And it's like, Mm -hmm. usually it's like brown sugar, some mm-hmm. oils, the ones that are, you know, purchased at the store are probably using mineral oils. If you use your own, even if you have olive oil, that's great. And my secret ingredient for my body scrubs is I like to add whipped shea butter. That's like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to make your own whipped shea butter, you can add in store-bought whipped shea butter, but you just do like brown sugar. Sometimes I do a brown sugar, white sugar mix, mm-hmm. oils, whipped shea butter, mix it to a consistency you like. Some people want it to be really coarse. Some people want it to be more fine. Add the essential oils that you like. And then it's great because once you're in the shower, sometimes I even add soap to mine. Like I'll add like uh, Castile soap, like Dr. Bronner's Mm -hmm. soap. So it's just Mm -hmm. like a one-stop shop. You don't have to put on lotion when you get out of the shower because it's washing your skin, exfoliating your skin and moisturizing your skin all in one step. What do you use for packaging? Do you just reuse old stuff or do you actually source something? So I have like a lot of glass jars that I'll use um, with like Mm -hmm. an easy open cap or yeah, I'll use right now I'm using like I had an Orbe deep conditioner that came in this gorgeous emerald case. And I was like, I I can't just throw this away. Yeah. Um, And I think that's another like big motivation. There's so much waste in the beauty industry and yeah, a lot of packaging isn't sustainable. So I'll try to reuse something. Glass jars, I think is really the way to go and making sure you store things in like a cool, dry place. Um, Mm -hmm. And then for the facial oils, I should have mentioned this earlier. Some of them you should store in your refrigerator if you're going to 
have them for a long time, but that's also why I tend to make smaller batches. Like I'll make one ounce of facial oil at a time. I want to get back to hair masks because yes. we just had a lot of questions. People saying, you know, they're transitioning from like the summer where they've been outside a lot and their hair is dry and they're just interested in like hydrating hair yeah. masks. So what is your secret recipe for a hydrating hair mask? So I love castor oil for hydrating your um, hair and I love avocado oil for hydrating your hair and shea butter. So if you can like melt, melt down shea butter or you can buy if you, so there's like varying degrees of like how pure you want to be with it. You could also just buy shea butter and like melt it in your um, microwave for like 30 seconds and it will Mm -hmm. become like a liquidy consistency. And then you add in those um, different oils. But I think a really key thing when you're doing oil hair treatments is you want the oil to be pretty hot. Not so hot Mm -hmm. that it burns your scalp, but putting a hot oil treatment on your hair really helps the oils like penetrate into your hair shaft. So I would recommend if you're dealing with like dry hair, you're like kind of trans, your hair is like in a transition phase to do a really nice like shea butter based hair mask, adding in some of those good additional oils so that your hair can really thrive. Olive oil is great for your hair as well. Another thing that I love for like really restoring like elasticity in the hair and like getting your hair to shine is apple cider vinegar. So mixing apple cider vinegar and water and using that to rinse your hair really makes your hair shine. This hot oil treatment, how do you get it on? What are you doing? You have it in a bowl and you paint it on or what? Yeah. So I'd put it in like something that's microwavable. And then I just take that actually like into the shower with me and just kind of like lean back and just like coat it through your hair and then just use your hands to rake it through from your roots to the ends of your hair and you want to focus on the ends of your hair. That's like mm-hmm. really where all of the damage lives because that's the <laughs> hair that's been around the longest. So really focusing on the ends of your hair and then putting on a shower cap to just like keep all of that heat in. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it for longer than like the time you're in the shower, longer than 20 minutes, then I'll put on a shower cap and then I'll put a towel over my head to make sure the heat really stays in. Some people even sit under a hooded dryer if they want to be hardcore about it. You can take a blow Mm -hmm. dryer to heat things up as well. But I think 20, 30 minutes is more than sufficient and then you rinse it out. I think lastly, we wanted to ask you about your more about your fragrance. And do you do you have a little name for it? Like, do you have a signature scent that you Mm. blend? So, yes, I I call them like liquid moods because I feel like they're all different moods. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, a lot of them I do like have little names in my head. So one of the ones that I love is I call it hippie with edge because I feel like it's like what a hippie would smell like, um, mm-hmm. like an edgy hippie. That's the Palo Santo one. Um, so for the base, I use fractionated coconut oil or jojoba oil and then a few drops of essential oil. And for that one, I do Palo Santo, grapefruit, and lavender. And the combination Mm. is just so beautiful. I love it. All florals. It's like bergamot, gardenia, rose, jasmine. It's like this mix of all of these flowers. It kind of reminds me of Byredo's flower head, if you're familiar with that Mm -hmm. fragrance. And sometimes what I'll do is, because it can be sometimes overwhelming, all of the florals, I'll add black pepper, which is an amazing essential Mm. oil that you can find that kind of like takes the edge off of like kind of more florally sweet fragrances. Another fragrance that I use, like my uplifting fragrance has neroli oil. Neroli Neroli oil. That's my favorite. One of the most gorgeous scents in the world. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like if everything could be neroli, it would be Mm -hmm. great. Um, (laughs) And I love mixing like neroli again with like a more sandalwood, like a more woody fragrance. I think that combination is beautiful. I buy these glass roller balls. They're so 
easy to find on Amazon. And you just need like a little pipette because you're not making a ton. And they're also great gifts. Like if I'm going to go through the trouble of like making a freak, like one little tiny rollerball, I can make 10 at a time. And people are so grateful to have them. And -hmm. it's just like a really nice thing. You just like, I just roll it on my wrists. I roll it behind my ears. They're great for when you're traveling. But anytime you want to like, the reason I call it liquid mood, it's like anytime you want to just change your mood or like change the Mm -hmm. vibe, you just like roll that on, inhale it. Now what I've been doing is rolling a little bit on the inside of my mask, my face mask. And I Mm -hmm. just like, an all-day spa experience, which is wonderful. I saw you do that on Instagram and I was like, genius. Yeah, it's just like such a little hack, but it it makes a big difference. We're like in our yeah. masks all the time now. <laughs> I feel like the face masks was like forced me to confront, like introduce mouthwash into my life <laughs> because I was just like, it was something I never used or thought about. And then I started using the mask and I was like, oh my God, is this what like, is this what other people think? This is crazy. So yeah, I love this <laughs> idea of scenting your mask. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we all need the little pick me up, I think. Yeah. Liquid mood, as you say. And so did we say where you get the essential oils for your fragrances from? Did we say that? I like Mountain Rose Herbs, but I also like oh, yeah. Neil's Yard, okay. um, which I discovered when I was living in London. And But they're, they're available here and around here, but they're much bigger in the UK. But they do yeah, really, old school. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do really, really high quality essential oils. And that's like where you'll learn there's not just one lavender. There are like four types of lavender mm-hmm. um, right. essential oil and they'll help you figure it all out. So yeah. So Amazing. cool. I'm so inspired right now. So much- uh, I know. Well, talking to you guys, I feel like I need to like go make something after this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you let our listeners know what a desert island beauty product that you would like that's more in the conventional space, like something you, you could never give up? A beauty product that I could never give up, like a category or a specific product? A specific product, if you can. Well, I was going to say, I love the Fenty Gloss Balm. That's like my favorite lip gloss of all time. But if I'm on a desert mm-hmm. island, I guess I don't really <laughs> need that. I love that you took that question literally. <laughs> I sometimes do as well. If I'm on a desert island, I'm going to need a good sunscreen. And my favorite sunscreen mm-hmm. is the Unseen Sunscreen from Supergoop. I think that's just the mm-hmm. best sunscreen for people with melanin that doesn't leave a white cast. So that mm-hmm. would be my like, okay. This is the one product I have to have. I would I would take that. We have a lot of budding podcasters that listen to us too. And do you have any advice for any budding beauty podcasters out there or podcasters in general? I think the biggest tip is just start. Like if you have an idea, you just have to be willing to put yourself out there and do it and be prepared to have no listeners for a really long time. <laughs> but you have to just continue doing it. You just have to keep doing the show week after week. And eventually you'll find your audience. Um, I use my mic I ordered from Amazon. It's a Shure mic. I, you know, recorded on GarageBand. I had people come over to my house and I just committed to doing it. I think when I first started my podcast, it was every other week. So I was doing two episodes a month. Then I eventually got to a cadence where I was doing it every week. I used to edit the show all by myself. Now I have an editor, which is a great help to me. But I think it's really about if you want to start a podcast, you just have to do it. You can't be in it for money because we all know it's like, you know, you you cover your costs with the show. And then after a few years, you start to see some success. But for your first year, you're not going to have 
a ton of listeners and a ton of ad revenue coming in, but you do it because you love it. So mm-hmm. I think just keeping that in mind and being consistent is like the biggest advice I would have. Our final question is, who is your your next dream guest that you want to land? I have so many people that I'd love to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, Carleen, I know you've interviewed Pat McGrath, right? That was back in the day when I worked in the magazine world. But yes, I have interviewed her. She's... I mean, amazing like she's queen a, she's everything so yeah i always joke she's, that, like she's, she's our number one too the day i interview her will be my last episode i will be like hey guys i'm here with pat mcgrath and this is the natural conclusion to the podcast um, so yeah she's she's kind of my dream guest amazing yeah, and scene yeah well thank you so much yes yeah, of course thank, thank you guys you. so much for having me on Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday.